part three of our conversation with Scarlett and Jessica. Tell everyone why you chose to go the surgery path. I, I just want people to know where you were at yeah. physically, mentally, and, and why you chose. And Scarlett, remind us what kind of surgery did you have? I had the gastric sleeve. So there's two main surgeries that are mostly done now, which is the bypass and the sleeve. The bypass is when it's, it's major, where they, they actually have to cut you open and they go in and they reroute your intestines. The sleeve, it was laparoscopic, so I, they, it's like robotic. I have like three little scars. They basically cut off 80% of your stomach and what you're left it looks like a little sleeve. So it prevents you from being able to eat. Mm -hmm. It also prevents you from being able to absorb anything that you eat. Like, like nutrients. nutrients. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, when I was 18, that's when the Atkins diet first mm -hmm. came out. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there was a drug, Xenadrin, yes. on the market. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, between mm -hmm. that diet and Xenadrin, I went mm -hmm. ham. And I lost like 60 pounds in a year. Absolutely. Wow. Xenadrin makes you feel like you don't want to eat. I, you yeah. don't. You don't. Your know, stomach yep. doesn't mm -hmm. growl. You don't want food. Oh, You're just wow. like, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need wow. it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And it's so bad. It was so, so bad horrible. for you. So bad. Mm -hmm. So horrible. I don't even mm -hmm. want to know what what my insides look like because of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But so I maintained that for a couple years, um, and then. You know, I, I was I grew up in, in New York in the height of, of the clubs and sure. ecstasy mm -hmm. and, uh -huh. you know, that era. So I spent probably from 17 to like 24 just living that life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I maintained the weight throughout that time. Then when I was 23, I got into a very toxic relationship oh. with someone. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I also became a stepmother during that time because he had two little girls. Mm -hmm. And as the longer we were together, the more part of their life I became. Mm -hmm. The longer we were together, the more toxic and abusive mm -hmm. our relationship became. And um, I was also finding like the PCOS was becoming a little bit more prevalent into my mid to late 20s especially because I was under so much stress. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was getting cystic acne. I had horrible cystic acne. My hair started falling out. I didn't get a period for almost a year. They thought mm -hmm. I was yeah. going through menopause. Um, I was constantly in the emergency room with growth. I, I can't tell you how many different forms of birth control um, I was on. Now, they never they, they didn't tell me then. Mm -hmm. So they always said, you know having children may be an issue um in all honesty i did get pregnant in my 20s mm -hmm. and you know, i made a decision as okay. to what what to do in that event mm -hmm. um and then when i left him at 30 because i woke up one day and realized if i don't leave the hole he put in the wall is going to be in my mm -hmm. face next time sure. yeah. i called my sister and said i need you to come get me and that's what she did and at that point i was third i had just turned 30 or 31 and i was my weight was back up i was mm -hmm. 250 at that time and when i got here my sister's very active she's always been into training and and her whole career is centered around being active so and her husband also so when i moved out here um you know part of healing was she helped me to get more active and mm -hmm. um, yoga has always been a love of mine so mm -hmm. I, I did a lot of yoga and I lost a little bit of weight 34 35 when I tell you my body just was tripping <laughs> like I was like what is going on all of a sudden I I woke I, so it was like I woke up one day and I had horrible hormonal acne and again my hair started falling out my periods were crazy um went to the doctor and they did an ultrasound and I was just riddled mm. with mm. cysts on my ovaries wow. mm -hmm. and at 35 I had made a decision myself that I didn't want to have children mm -hmm. I wasn't in a relationship um I know what it is to grow up in a single parent household yeah. and I just said to myself you know what 
I'm not getting married tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not in a healthy relationship, I just refuse to, to have, bring a baby into the, this, this world. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Then I go to the doctor and the doctor told me, you can't have children. And mm-hmm. there is a big difference between making a decision to not have children and having science tell you. Absolutely. Yeah, People don't realize that's a trauma. Mm-hmm. That is a trauma when your choice mm-hmm. is taken yes. away from yeah. you. No matter what, whether you want to or not, I had two miscarriages myself before I got pregnant with my oldest. And I thought I was going, would terminate the first time. I was only 18 and I was, you know, Jay and I had just met six months before. I wasn't ready to have a child. But then I had a miscarriage and I was so upset and I cried and I was so hurt behind it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it doesn't, like, Everyone, you want to be able to make the choice whether you want to have or not have. Mm -hmm. Um, And more now, hormonally, women are just not, they're not getting pregnant the same way they used to. There's a lot of issues. So I, you know, I go, I always say, what you're putting in your body matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the food and the hormones have a lot to do with why we're having so many issues uh, as women you know and so medications right it It sounds like they really did you guys a disservice i don't know if it was because there wasn't a lot of research around pcos or the doctors just doctors don't honestly it Mm -hmm. depends and it depends who your doctor is if you're lucky to have mm-hmm. someone who listens to you yeah it wasn't until i started working in healthcare mm-hmm. that i took a real um mm-hmm. interest mm-hmm. yes and 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 working in healthcare and seeing now i have a major respect for modern health modern medicine because sure. oh, yeah. you know if it wasn't for modern medicine mm-hmm. we'd still be living with you know mm-hmm. smallpox sure. but mm-hmm. there's a lot that they don't know mm-hmm. and i feel like you know I feel like they pick and choose what what matters, sure. and um, if they don't feel it's important to them, it's just not really important to you. Mm-hmm. And I never, I don't feel I've ever received the proper care for my PCOS, other than what I've done for myself. I've I've right. done, you know, the, I've mm-hmm. been on all types of regimens on, you know, vitamins. I've tried different diets. I've tried different things that have helped me throughout mm-hmm. the years. But when I was like 35, my, my body just, not only was my body tripping, any late, any weight that I lost from when I, from 30 to 35, I started gaining back. Okay. And I would gain it, lose it, gain mm-hmm. it, lose it. And then fast forward to March of, we're in 2022, March of 2021, I was at my heaviest, which was 280 and my blood work was horrible and I just felt horrible. I was having migraines. I have arthritis in my back and in my hips and when I tell you I was just in pain all the time. Mm. So I do have a great primary care doctor um, and she she was actually new. I, we, I had just started working with her after, like during quarantine I found her, luckily. And we, she said, all right, well, you know, there's a new drug on the market. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Sixenda. It's an injectable mm-hmm. drug. Didn't really do anything for me. And then right mm-hmm. around that time, they created another drug called Wagovi, mm-hmm. which is a derivative of a diabetic medication called Ozempic. So they mm-hmm. basically were able to take that, the part of that medication that helped diabetics lose weight and make its own. Oh, I see. So... I started that and it's an injectable and it helped me to lose weight. I lost about 40 pounds, but nothing was moving on my labs. I was still borderline diabetic and I was petrified of becoming diabetic because of my dad's, mm-hmm. sure. yeah. um, you know, he had, di- he had, he was, um, and he had renal disease in the end and sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was being an, an alcoholic, but I didn't know how prone I was Sure, and I was so scared, like, oh my God, I'm going to become diabetic, and the first thing that's going to go are my kidneys. And you wanted to be proactive. And I wanted to be proactive. And do something I did not plan on having this surgery. I literally, I worked for a hospital, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I, I, I was reading, like, the the, the weekly newsletter they Mm -hmm. sent out, and it mentioned the bariatric department. And I was like, you know what? I, I talked to my doctor, and she was like, it's definitely an option. I would support it. And, um, 
you know you have that had to do like a a virtual session and then you go in for your consult and i literally went in met with my doctor who was super cool and super supportive and answered mm -hmm. all my questions that literally at the end of my appointment i was like signing on the dotted mm, line wow, to move wow. forward wow with the process because mm -hmm. it is a process depending on mm -hmm. your insurance right. so yeah. your your decision was more about your health than it was about how you felt about yourself physically at that at that point it was yeah it was definitely it was twofold but in the end it was really about my health because sure. i just knew if something doesn't change is this just gonna get worse yes. and yeah. i did not like what i saw in the mirror right. and yeah. i just saw myself going downhill right mm -hmm. right well i think that that i, I bring that up because mm -hmm. i think so many people are doing it just because of the way they look yeah and they're not taking the internal part and saying you know mess up inside mm -hmm. which gave you a, a more strategic way to go about things because you really cared about getting your blood labs good and making sure that you're being healthy mm -hmm. where sometimes you know people are doing things and having specific surgeries that are detrimental to their health in certain situations mm -hmm. um, and they're not considering that so that's awesome that you were able to say I don't like what I am feeling or looking like mm -hmm. but I know I need to do this for my health because I've tried which you also went through the steps of trying different diets mm -hmm. trying to work with different doctors you know exercising doing all the things before she made that choice mm -hmm. which I think is, is mm -hmm. awesome yeah absolutely. It, it, it was the scariest thing ever when I yes. tell you that the I remember when we talked girl, um Process. My process was three months. It was like mm -hmm. a three months wow. of appointments and nutritionist mm -hmm. appointments and oh. a psycho like psychological mm -hmm. evaluation mm -hmm. and all types of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they make you do all of this. Mm -hmm. And sure. then they submit it to the insurance to see if you get approved for the surgery. So you have wow. to go through all of that first. Wow. Okay. Yes. Wow. And so there's a process. possibility so that you may get denied. The, mm -hmm. it, depending on your insurance, we were pretty hmm. much... We pretty much knew mm -hmm. I wasn't going to get denied because of my laundry list mm -hmm. of health mm -hmm. issues, yeah. my lab work, mm -hmm. and because my insur my specific insurance is curated for the hospital system that I work in. Oh, okay. oh I so see. So yeah. all of that, my doctor was like, mm -hmm. you're going to be approved, but for those that are may start this process, please know that depending on your insurance, it could be a three-month four month, five month, six month process of what they want you to do. And you're gonna go through all of this and not know if you're gonna be able to have the surgery till the end. Ooh, um, that's rough. And we did it. It took about two weeks mm -hmm. to get an answer back. Mm -hmm. And um, it happened so fast that they called me. They were like, all right, you're approved. Here's your surgery date, December 28th. And I was like, holy Were you freaking shit. out? Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. Yeah. Because it's all, it's all like, yeah. you know, possibilities yeah. until yeah. it's real, I right? I was like, oh shit, I'm really doing this. Yes. And mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> December 28th is the holidays. I, I roommate with my cousin. Uh -huh. She left for the holidays for mm -hmm. a month. So she was in Florida with mm -hmm. our family, her family, her parents plan was my sister was going to come to New York um, the day before surgery. We were going to stay in a hotel. I remember. And <laughs> she was going to stay with me for two weeks. Mm -hmm. She got diagnosed with COVID the day before oh, surgery. You oh, you believe it. Crazy. That is crazy. Well, I was so mad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and did no, you postpone the surgery? No. No, no because... Um, for so many reasons, sure. I was just like, if I don't do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So like, you went alone? I did not go alone. Okay. Um, I had a really good friend who, because the surgery, the hospital I was, um, I live in Fredericksburg, so the hospital that I was having the surgery at was probably from, he, it would take like an hour and a half to mm -hmm. be there at 5.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I have a very good friend of mine who came, picked me up, and we stood in a hotel near the hospital the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my best friend, who I loved her so much, mm -hmm. picked me up from the hospital after surgery and stayed with me for like three days. Mm -hmm. So it was outpatient? Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, no, well, 
You stayed overnight. You do stay overnight. Okay. They tell you you'll be there between 24 and 48 hours. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I was there almost 48 hours because I did not wake up well. I didn't recover well okay. co coming up from anesthesia. Right. Mm -hmm. So were you told that was a possibility? No. They told you you're not. To, you're going to be feeling fine when sure. you wake up. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be on pain medication. I was in so much mm -hmm. pain when I woke up. I, I was like, if you don't give me drugs right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it was not, now I work in healthcare. I try to be the model patient with yes. all of my doctors. Yes. And nurses, but when I tell you, I was, I was just yeah. not nice in that situation. Right. Yeah. Um, right. well, you didn't know what to expect. I really so that's didn't. Fair. And they that's send fair. you, you ha you take so much medication oh, after yeah. the yeah. first week you have it at you. I hadn't had solid food in two weeks. So right. let me interject and mm -hmm. ask you. So you talked a lot about the prep. They prepped you for to find out if you can qualify. You qualify, you get the surgery date. What happens before you have surgery? Because you just said you didn't eat for two weeks. You have to go on a two, mm -hmm. you have to go every, now every, again, every doctor's different. Yeah. From mm -hmm. my doctor, I had to do a two week liquid diet, okay. which just consisted of like smoothies and mm -hmm. broth and stuff like that. The reason they do that is because your liver sits in front of your stomach, yes. and if your liver's mm -hmm. too big, they, it's harder to perform the surgery. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they have mm -hmm. to abort that. Um, and so then you have the surgery, and I was vomiting water. Like, Ooh. that's oh. how, at that, oh, you can't, you're so swollen. Yeah. They send you home with tons of medication, and you still have to be on a liquid diet for like a, two weeks after, and you're injecting yourself with blood thinners, because you can throw a blood clot sure. after wow. surgery. Um, my girlfriend, she's so cute. She picked me up from the hospital. We get home. I wake up the next morning, and um, she works in healthcare too, but in veterinary medicine. And she had all of my medications on the oh. counter, oh. written up with post-its next to each oh, medication, yes. what it was for, when I was supposed to take it, and she was not playing. She made sure I took my meds. Mm -hmm. but. The week, two weeks after surgery are the hardest. You're in pain, you can't eat. And then, you know, you go through the process of reintroducing, you know, foods back into your um, diet. And they do, you know, they tell you about all that stuff. What they don't tell you is that your hormones are going to go nuts if you're a woman. Mm. Um, I was, and I'm now, and I still am, I've noticed how emotional I was, wow. mm -hmm. um, you know, you're in so much pain. I didn't tell a lot of people about the surgery, mm -hmm. so I was very isolated in the beginning because mm -hmm. my body was starting to go through changes and I didn't want people asking me too many questions. Sure. And then the weight just starts, it comes off without you even realizing it. Mm -hmm. um, I've lost since December at 250 at, at surgery. I'm 174 now. That is amazing. Wow. And I still see that 280-pound person in the mirror. Yeah. So, yep. so yes, I wanted to pause at that because mm -hmm. that's so critical. Mm -hmm. Like, you are not expecting. You know things are going to change, and they tell you you're going to lose this much weight, and you're going to mm -hmm. do all of this, and then there's that realization that you're not the same anymore what you were before. Mm -hmm. I don't. Um, nothing about me is the same. Mm -hmm. I will right. tell you that mm -hmm. even my even mm -hmm. my um, tolerance level has changed. Oh sure. And I don't and um, tolerance for alcohol, you mean? No. Or tolerance, tolerance in general. Tol yeah, yeah oh. tolerance in general. <laughs> okay. Um, I I just think like the process was. I I don't know what happened during the process, but just I guess having to fight for myself so much over the past few months that now I'm just very intolerant of. Mm -hmm. um, toxic people and mm -hmm. toxic energy. Yes. Yes. I've had to really protect mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say is that I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, um, that's great. Everything about me has changed. You know, my my the way I dress, my hair. You know, I I definitely mm -hmm. am a bit edgier now, and mm. but. I finally feel like this is me. Like the scarlet you're oh, looking at, my great. personality, how I look, yep. it reflects who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm finally finding that person at 41. Yes. 
So it's now matching mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what you felt you were internally with your external. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, I still struggle with eating. You know, you, it's, it's a tool. Weight loss surgery is a tool. You have to be willing to put in the work. I'm, I've still had moments where I've binged eat and then my, my mm -hmm. brain hasn't caught up with the fact that I can't eat like that mm -hmm. anymore right. yeah. and I get sick. Uh, I still have moments where, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm home alone and lonely and I go to the kitchen and mm -hmm. have cookies or something. Mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. I'm still fighting for it. It's a constant work, mm -hmm. isn't it? It really is. It's a constant mm -hmm. work, Absolutely. no matter what yeah. the process is. I, yeah. I wanted to come back to Jessica because mm -hmm. you were in a trauma. Uh, yes, yeah. And you got out, and now, years later, you move to D.C., you figure out your life, you're mm -hmm. enjoying it, you you know, and then yeah. things change again. Yeah, my family. A whole shift. A huge shift. Um, they were just going through a lot um, around COVID, so I moved back to Stafford. Um, and then around December of 21, my mom ended up getting really sick. And so, because of COVID, I was able to work remotely from her house, and she, she was in Florida, and right? she's in Florida, yeah, she had moved to Florida, retired a few years ago, moved to Florida, mm -hmm. um, so my dad and my brothers are in Stafford, so I had moved to be um, closer to them, um, and so at this point, she's just um, getting pretty bad, so around January, I started to go down there uh, this year, um, and then I was pretty much by her side, um, and she ended up passing away um, oh, in sorry. April. And so it was just um, seeing my mom, who I like idolized my entire life, and she mm -hmm. was just this strong, independent, mm -hmm. you know, woman who took care of my brothers and I, and um, just everybody, and always put everybody first. And mm -hmm. she wasn't really like to me big or anything, but she was a heavy smoker and. She never really ate very healthy, never like worked out, and she always put my brothers, like everybody before herself, and she always sure. thought of herself last. And then just to see her be this like powerhouse and to be completely bedridden to where I was like picking her up because she couldn't walk, um, um, you know, then eventually cleaning her and she was completely bedridden. Um, and then like the last maybe two weeks, she couldn't see, she couldn't hear, she couldn't talk, like completely just. Um, so seeing her go from that to that was just so very, very traumatic mm -hmm. um, for my family and I. And then I was there by myself a lot of for most mm -hmm. of it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just kind of dealing with the aftermath of that because she was just so the glue that held everybody together. Right. So and, you were, did you, you felt yeah. lost? Yeah, so lost. And then um, while I was there, so I had gotten under 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, but by the time I got home, I was back, I gained 80 pounds back. Mm -hmm. um, so most of the weight I lost last year, and you know, she's laying in bed when she could talk, and she's like, bitch, just go home. Like, go home and take care of yourself. Don't mm -hmm. be here with me. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to go home, get back in the gym, and mm -hmm. do all this stuff. And it So was she was just, still very much encouraging you to get better. Absolutely, and, yeah. And right. then like, when she'll be like laying in bed, and she'll see me sneaking cookies, and she'll just like lift her head up and be like, don't do it, but I would just, Mama, right. eat this damn cookie, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. right. um, but mm -hmm. she knew, like, that I needed to just take care of myself. Also, she didn't want me to, because um, I always put everybody else first, too, as mm -hmm. well. Um, so she's just like, no, this is your time. You need to, mm -hmm. you know, I can see you're getting the weight again. Right. And, you know, I just want you to be healthy. I don't want you to, you know, just be unhappy. Did that resonate with you? Yeah. When, when she passed away, did you feel like... This is something my mom really wants me to do um, for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Because my mom was very, um, my family was very against me getting the surgery. Because I actually almost went through with it, mm -hmm. especially at my heaviest when I was, I was almost 500 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and every doctor was like, just get the surgery, just get the surgery. And I had thought about it. And one specific doctor told me, just give up. Mm -hmm. You'll never be able to lose the weight. And they're gonna approve you right away because you're so fat. Oh, and I called my mom oh crying, my and I'll remember it to this That's day. Horrible. Yeah, and he and he was just, <laughs> and I was so mad at him. So I said, "You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna Sorry. lose this weight. Mm -hmm. Don't you ever tell me I should give up on it." Like I had just completely lost it at the doctor's mm -hmm. office, mm -hmm. um, and I called my mom crying. And my mom was like, first of all, 
we know you could do this. You weren't always this big. You were always in the gym working out, lifting as, you know, Adrian's yeah. husband knows he sees me at the gym weightlifting yeah. like crazy. And yeah. that he was really my passion. Yeah, yeah. she, she takes the workouts really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, that was just really, like, my passion. And I really loved the gym and being in the gym and, mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. So um, my family was like, just get back to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of eating four slices of pizza, eat two. So they were just very against and I just was really scared because um, very f- close people to me had gotten the surgery and they were just very unhappy mm-hmm. with how it had mm-hmm. turned out. And I um, knew that um, I had to change my inside. So, Like, okay, we go to school and we learn, you know, mm-hmm. algebra and then, you know, the the hypotenuse of a triangle and all that. And, and unless you're an engineer, when are you ever going to really learn that? You know, they don't teach you things like how to balance a checkbook and do taxes yeah, and things like right. that. They don't teach and you they how to cope. They don't teach you how to cope. They don't <laughs> teach you about mm-hmm. your relationship with food and they mm-hmm. don't yeah. talk about how, you know, and I, I can go on and on about mm-hmm. other the, the diets in the U.S., uh, you know, our the way we eat and our food and and the kind of the what's in our food and these aren't and it just isn't taught as a child growing up that you know food is fuel right. and not your a coping, a coping mechanism. mechanism. Yeah, right. Sure, right. you know, and then it also depends where you come from. Like I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican mm-hmm. family who. You know, you walk into my grandma's house and she's like, oh, well, I'm ready. And she has rice and beans and, yes. you know, I love you. Here's the food. I mean, yes. we didn't think, I, I never yes. knew, first of all, it was anything else. Like, we ate to be full, right? Like, yes, okay, right. we needed bread because we we're poor. Mm-hmm. So what's going to get us full rice, beans, yes. you know, bread, you know, have a sandwich, have a, you know, have juice. We just, this is all we had. Yes. And, yes. and cheap food mm-hmm. is unhealthy food and it's what's available to the poor right yeah. so this is what we were dealing with spam i learned mm-hmm. even doctors are not taught any mm-hmm. nutrition Gosh, skills they take one Zero. nutritional class in medical right. school i've worked with doctors who are like no i i don't know how to eat because i wasn't taught she's a doctor she's right right but this is the case. Yep. So you have to be aware. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, that's one thing I do love is that, you know, now fitness and nutrition and all these things are coming to the forefront and we're talking about it so that mm-hmm. I like with my kids, mm-hmm. they're being raised in this environment. So they know, you know, where's the protein? They're looking for their, <laughs> you know, they're looking for their protein. Mm-hmm. They're like, where's the vegetables? You know, but we didn't know that stuff. No. We didn't know it. Unfortunately, it doesn't, you don't know there's a problem until there's a problem. Right. Right. You know, and it's like this whole time, like, all these years, food was always my friend. And it was the only way I had control throughout my relationships with men, through, you know, having to learn how to, um, I had to basically teach myself how to be a woman and and raise myself in so many ways. and. Mm-hmm. And food was just, you know, mm-hmm. it was yeah. was my best friend. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now how do you feel about food? It's a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm trying yes. to... I, I, I do look at food now as more fuel, mm-hmm. especially since I, I have... I just can't eat the yes. way that I used yeah. to. Right. You know, and even though I still have moments because I, I, you know, I, I, I'm still struggling with my relationship with myself and how I've used food just because I had surgery and I've lost all this weight. It doesn't, you, it doesn't automatically change how you, you know, handle your, your, your relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a love hate relationship and it, it's hard because I get angry with myself a lot. Um. What do you get angry with yourself about? On the days that I still use food mm-hmm. to cope. I see. Yeah. Um, because I wind up getting sick after. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, my, mm-hmm. st- my body just can't take it. Yeah. Yes. But also in that moment, I'm like, Scarlett, do you know what you just went through to get healthy? Like, right. you're hurting yourself. Like, I can physically see what I'm doing is detrimental to my health. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like a reflex, like it's automatic. Right. You yeah. know, Sometimes when you I feel, feel like something like pilot, you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that same issue, especially when I was really bad into my binge eating, and then I still had a food journal, and it would be like trying to explain it to somebody who doesn't binge eat, they wouldn't understand, and it's like you're almost on autopilot and you don't realize you're doing it and then at the end of the day I would look back at everything I ate and it's like oh my god I ate 8,000 calories whatever it is and it's just like I just ruined my diet and then it just spirals out of control in your mind Mm -hmm. of just just okay now I'm not good enough I don't deserve Mm -hmm. this I'm not strong yeah why can you explain that because it sounds maybe simplistic oh binge eating but can you explain what what that means um so binge eating is when you eat very very large amounts of food either all day or in a within an hour period and Mm -hmm. we're not talking like 2,000 calories I mean sometimes it's over 10,000 calories and you're binge eating a whole pizza a carton of ice cream and whatever it is so and you're not thinking about it at all you're just you're just automatically yeah you're just doing it and it would just be like in my worst binging days at my biggest I would have like a 15-inch sub from Jersey Mike's, mm-hmm. a pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream, mm-hmm. a bag of chips, and then less than an hour later, I would be like, okay, what's for dinner? We're having pizza. Then eat right. pizza. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I already had almost three days' worth of calories right. mm-hmm. for lunch alone. Mm-hmm. Did you ever purge? Um, when I was in high school, yeah. So, okay. But my binging wasn't that bad. But also in high school, um, I was like one of the bigger girls. Even back then, I wasn't even big you know mm-hmm. looking back I was under right. 200 pounds right. but a lot of the girls at school were doing it so it was like oh I'm gonna do it too um but then I stopped okay when I was probably like 18 because it was just to me I would just keep binging right and then, so you would just yeah, binge and, and then, then you would just yeah. be like and then I would work out it, whatever yeah. and then mm-hmm. yeah and I would just try and work it off or whatever um but then you punish yeah. yourself yes with like the yes. yeah and what's sad about what I would what hurts me so much about mm-hmm. that is it affects it if also I realize now I've never liked to work out. I do not mm-hmm. like to work out. Mm-hmm. Lifting yeah. weights to me sounds like okay, Scarlett, let's have a root canal. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah. I, I think a large part of that is because I use exercise as a form of punishment. Yeah. Oh. After I would, you know, yeah. eat at the way I was eating yeah. throughout the years and mm-hmm. you know, I would mm-hmm. start I never purged but I would starve myself. Yeah. I've and that, then yeah. You know, you we want to yeah. go for these long walks and spend two hours at yeah. the gym, and it was like that's how I'm gonna punish myself, and it's yeah. affected me wanting right. to like get into fitness now. When this yeah. is the, probably the most important time in my life where I need Absolutely. to. Absolutely, but yeah. that's like it's really good that you said that because some people, you know, think, oh well, it's just gonna all play out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do it. Because now you yeah. have the surgery. Now you're smaller, so now you're gonna be in the gym, and everything is just gonna be great. And that's not the case. You have to still work through those yep. feelings and mm-hmm. all the things that you're dealing with internally. Mm-hmm. The surgery doesn't change your mind. It doesn't. Yeah. It actually amplifies everything that you yes. that you yeah. felt because you have no choice but to confront it all. That's right. yeah. Especially right. that first month after surgery, you can't mm-hmm. do anything. You can't go anywhere. You can't yeah. eat. You right. don't want to be around so you're, anyone. Yeah. You're adjusting. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will just sit there and contemplate <laughs> all your life decisions mm-hmm. and everything that led you up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. I think that it is an amazing tool that's out there, and I'm grateful. The mm-hmm. doctors that I worked with, the group that I worked with were amazing. Um, I encourage anyone who, who mm-hmm. thinks that it's a route that they would want to go to do their research and make sure that they talk to different doctors and, and really understand what, it, what it, the entirety of it before they go through it but mm-hmm. I would never tell someone not to do it mm-hmm. but sure. I will always be real about you know yeah. this is what, what it is what, what it I is. love that you describe it as a tool mm-hmm. and not a cure for yeah. anything it's just a tool it's a, a means mm-hmm. to an end because it's all yeah. going to be a work in progress yeah. whether you get it yeah. whether you don't get mm-hmm. it yeah. it's all yeah. going to be a work in progress what, yeah. you know what yeah. about you yeah. Jessica how do you feel 
about um, yourself right now, your your body, um, current body <laughs> image? Mm -hmm. um, a lot better. Sometimes I still see that 480-pound girl in the mirror. Mm -hmm. um, and then also just a lot of the things that I've been through, it's just really facing myself and mm -hmm. um, like what it took to get that big or even get to this point and just being like, you know, I have to change my mindset. I have to change the inside because if I'm not happy now, then I'm not going to be happy at 150, whatever my goal is yeah. Yeah. or whatever the things I want to do in my life. Um, you know, so um, just really trying to form healthy habits now. Just uh, for me now, before it would be I have to be a certain number on the scale and I have to work out. If I had one slice of cake for my birthday, let's say, it would just be, okay, it's X amount of calories, so I know I have to be at the gym mm. doing X amount of cardio, right. X amount of weightlifting, all this stuff in a to span burn just to off. burn mm -hmm. that one piece of cake off, whereas now it's like, okay, it's somebody's birthday, I'm going to enjoy this cake, it's a piece of cake, I'm not letting it spiral out of right. control, Very and, good. Yeah, and just learning those mm -hmm. habits again, and then just being more like mindful with food right. and not letting it control me. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm really great. proud of you. you. I, yeah. Definitely yeah. in this yeah. short amount of time we've been working mm -hmm. together, I feel like mm -hmm. she's been very dedicated yeah. and very consistent, yeah. you know, yeah. and honest with me so mm -hmm. that I could help her the best yeah. way that I can, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, because yeah. I'm here to be a support system. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. expect things to just change overnight, right. yeah. but mm -hmm. I want the changes to be because you really want yeah. them for you right yeah and not right. for anyone else you know yeah. whether and no matter how much weight you lose mm -hmm. you've earned it and you've worked for right. it and you yeah. know that part yeah, yeah. that's really important that you know that this is your journey yeah. and your work and no one can yeah. take that away from you no Absolutely. matter what happens yeah. mm -hmm. and i yeah i definitely i feel like been super straight up with you i'm like yeah. oh girl okay this yeah. is what's going on and uh yeah. i need help or whatever it is um and then just like not, and I would never take away from somebody getting the surgery or anything. That sure. was just my decision of sure. not doing yeah. it. Right. And I know, and but sometimes I do compare because you see Instagram and people do oh, get the sure. surgery, and you're like, oh yeah. well, my weight loss journey isn't going that great, mm -hmm. um, or you know they're ahead of me. But it's really just where am I in? Right. Yeah. So since yeah. you brought that up, just yeah. let's elaborate yeah. really yeah. quick because social media <laughs> mm -hmm. it yeah. plays yeah. a huge part, I think, on all of our oh, thought yes. processes yeah. with it. How mm -hmm. are you working through that right now? Um, usually I try not to like really, <laughs> really look at Instagram or, okay. you know, um, or just I just really need to stop comparing myself yes. to yes. somebody else because sure. they're not like I'm I'm Jessica. Like yes. this is where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. Like these are the things I've been through. And I've worked my ass off just to get to this point, and nobody mm -hmm. can take that away. And also, it's just I'm not less deserving of my goals and my dreams That's because right. I don't look That's like this girl good. on Instagram. Yeah. And I used to sit like, and going back to binge eating, I would binge eat, and then I would look at social media, and then I'd say, Oh, I'm a loser, I'm mm. a fat piece of shit, oh. I'm this, I'm that, mm -hmm. because I don't look like this person, and she is perfect, you know, she probably doesn't have these issues, and I'm just a messed up person, and then I would just let that spiral, like, I don't deserve to be small, I deserve to be 400 something pounds, and it would just, like, spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. In your head. In my head. Right. And then it would just be, like, I would binge eat, but then I would still be at the gym, so I'm gaining and losing, like, the same 10 pounds, because sure. I'm, like, binging and eating, I'm punishing myself at the gym. But I'm not really getting anywhere right. in my like weight loss journey. So now that I'm like almost, I guess, 150 pounds down. That's mm -hmm. all that's amazing. So yeah, that's yeah. So I do want to lose like another like hundred and something mm -hmm. pounds. Yes. But um, mm -hmm. yes, and yeah, she's lost you've been 20 working. pounds since we started. Yeah, 20, two months yeah, ago. yeah 27 pounds mm -hmm. now. 27 pounds. Pounds. and like almost two inches all around. So that's just really, amazing. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's just Some hard like. Work. A lot of hard work, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. A lot of work and just being more consistent in my routines and just knowing. Well, one that. of the things she's been yeah. is very intentional. Mm -hmm. Like she yeah. shared with me that it was important for her to change her circle and it was important yeah. for oh, her yeah. to yeah. take herself out of environments that were going to mm -hmm. put her in, yeah. in situations yes. that made her... Mm -hmm. feel like she needed to participate mm -hmm. in things yeah. that are not healthy for her. Yes. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. When you know 
I can't. And it's not because you're weak. Mm -hmm. It's being honest with yourself about, you know, I don't want to be around that. Yeah, yeah. Like any addiction, mm-hmm. it's an addiction. Yes. And in order for you to battle it, you can't be all yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. You got to be in a position where you're in control of what mm-hmm. you're going to have mm-hmm. and how you're going to have it and you're not partying. I mean, yeah, right. it's it's not good overall when you do it too much in excess mm-hmm. for anyone. Yeah. You know, never mind if you're you're battling with How your did life. you arrive at, at that conclusion? Like how did you come to what Adrian just described? For yourself um it was probably so my my mom mm-hmm. did pass away in april um and during the time when she was really sick i really found out who was really down for me amen outside of mm-hmm. my my family's very very tight-knit yeah um my dad my brothers my mom and i like we were and uh, you know some of our extended family but it's usually just us mm-hmm. um and then very very like close friends who have sure. been there even through my toxic relationships and stuff like that um, but when she got really sick, a lot of people just, I went through a lot with some friends who I thought were friends and they, they really weren't. So mm-hmm. when I got back from Florida, it was cutting this person, cutting a lot of people off. Um, Good for you. Yeah. I did have like a little bit of a bender when I, got, when I mm-hmm. first got home, but then it was just like, you know, my dad and I had talked and he was just like, you know, you and your mom talked about this. She even told you don't go home going crazy on a bender like she didn't want this so now it's more of like since starting with adrian it's when i think of things i think okay is this a healthy habit is this gonna get me to my goal Mm -hmm. is this something my mom would want me to do if it's Mm -hmm. like yes 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 then i'm like okay this is good but if it's like no or (laughs) or whatever then i try to stay away from it or if everybody's partying out in dc and having a good time you know living their best life I'm not there yet and right. living my best life is going to the gym on right. a Friday night and hanging with my family and people that love me not up at the club drinking like I would have been right you know right six mm-hmm. months ago or whatever it is and that's one yeah. thing that she's been yeah. doing like we mm-hmm. op- we communicate because when she came to me she said she needed accountability yeah. mm-hmm. and so we'll discuss like what are you gonna do on the weekend yeah and then yeah. we'll text over the weekend mm-hmm. and I'll check in with her like yeah. what are you uh, what are you yeah. are you yeah. meal yeah. prepping and she'll tell me what she's gonna make yeah. mm-hmm. and what she did and what she mm-hmm. had for a cheat meal and where she went and so we talk about it and then she's kind of feels like she's on track for her week and mm-hmm. it it's really good to when she came in knowing what she needed mm-hmm. some people don't know that um which is okay mm-hmm. but the fact that she knew it and she's she's been sticking to it mm-hmm. and and if she's yeah. not feeling great she'll reach out mm-hmm. yeah. it makes me feel really good because then i can help and be yes. as effective as i yes. can and honestly since starting with adrian i have not binged at all i've not binged eight oh, and, like, yeah, it's awesome. and awesome. this mm-hmm. is probably the first time in a really long time that i haven't binge eight and so oh, i'm just like great. so oh, happy oh, yeah. Oh. yeah so i think like and then when i'm not working with adrian i'm like in the gym, like, hey girl, I'm doing yeah. back day today. Yeah. I ate my egg whites and oatmeal and yes. or yes. like my silly little recipes I'll send her all the time. I'm like, I'm probably yeah. annoying the shit out of her. No, <laughs> you know? never. But you know, I'm just like never. Yes. Yeah, I, I love the communication. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's part of what you need. Yeah. Yes. And, and I want to do yes. it. Yeah. Yes. How um, do you how do you celebrate your victories? Your little small your well, they're big victories. How do you yeah. celebrate? So, I haven't finished since I started working with Adrian. Um, so before it would be with food. Right. Uh-huh. But now it would be like, okay, I didn't binge eat, so I'm buying myself an outfit or yeah. doing something. I got went and got my hair done. Yes, she was blonde. She was blonde. Platinum blonde. Yes, I love it. I love it. I was platinum blonde. Like, I'll just show you guys pictures. Yeah. Like Marilyn Monroe blonde, mm. and I actually started, my hair started falling out because I was bleaching oh. it at like almost every like every other week, and then I was like, Adrian, I need to get back natural. Like, mm-hmm. let me go yes. dark. I haven't been dark in like ten years. Yeah. It was like a long time. I love it. Yeah, so thank pretty. you. So yeah. I was like. I'm gonna just go get my hair done. Mm-hmm. I did it, and then like yeah, so it's just little things. Um, Good for you. Yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you. So just finding other things other than food. Yes. Yes. Um, like uh, for example, last weekend, 
um, I, there was this art exhibit I really wanted to go to, and my brother was working, and he's like my security blanket. If there's anything I want to do, because I would be afraid to do it by myself, mm -hmm. um, he's like, no, girl, I got to work, so you go figure it out. So I was like, okay, sir. Mm -hmm. And um, I was telling Adrian, I'm going to go do it. I went and did it by myself. I did you. the exhibit by myself. And so, so yeah. good. So <laughs> That is yes. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so good for yep. people to hear yeah. because... Because when you're lonely, yeah, you think I need someone, yeah. I need someone, and then it makes you feel bad about yourself, yeah. and then you mm -hmm. want to eat. But you yes. took control of that situation, and you said, yeah. "I'm going to spend time with myself." Yep. And yeah. when you spend time with, when you can spend yeah. time with yourself, that's when you know you're loving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. being good to yourself, yes. and you're not letting other people hold you back from doing the stuff that yeah. you want to do. Yes, that's, that's so true. good. Yeah. Yeah. What about that's you, Scarlett? How do you celebrate your your victories? I'm still learning how to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I don't yeah. celebrate yeah. myself too mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I. Girl, we need to change I that. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Shopping has been fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, since I've lost this weight, you know, I definitely am able to wear different clothes. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. if I have a good day, I may go buy something. But celebrating mm -hmm. myself isn't something I do mm -hmm. very often. Okay. Well, that's why I was. we're going to work on. Yeah. That's okay. We'll work on that. That'll be a, a goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you have everything, every reason, and everything to yeah. work on. You've, you've done amazing. You're doing such a good job. You look Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. You. you look beautiful. I love the hair. It's so know, cute. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when I get the group together for the hike, you definitely need to come. Oh, yes. It'll definitely. be awesome. We're going to have such a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you girls so much for coming, for being me. a yeah. part of the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask one final question, yes. if I may. What was, and I posed this question in the email, what was it that you were hoping that people would take away from from this? Yeah. Um, to not be afraid to admit you need help and to not be afraid to go after that help, whatever it looks like for you. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in, in asking for help and in and looking for help for yourself. I think that's it takes incredible power to admit Absolutely. you have a problem and admit you need help. Um, and to be an advocate for yourself, mm -hmm. whatever it is in your health, your mental health, emotional health, because you're the only person that can really take control of that and it doesn't matter what a doctor tells you or what science says until you are mentally physically emotionally ready to fight for yourself mm -hmm. um nothing is gonna work so you're not gonna be perfect i make mistakes every day and i have good days and i have bad days but i know that I'm worth fighting for. Amen. Yes, I love that. That is so awesome. Very good. Um, I definitely agree with Scarlett about fighting for yourself and not letting anyone deter you for whatever decision you make. If you want to go for the surgery and that's mm -hmm. how you feel, then you do it. And mm -hmm. Um, go that route if you don't want to get the surgery still ask for help if you're not sure what to eat if you're not sure what your workout should be or sure. just even going for a walk um, and also knowing that you're not alone yes like, even in my worst binge eating days I would think I'm so alone nobody understands right. me and then you are talking to people and they're like oh my gosh they have the same issues they're going through it too and you know they understand what you're going through so just knowing that in reality, you really aren't alone. Even if you feel alone, you're you're, you're not. So. Right. And reach yes. out. Yeah, if you reach feel out. alone, yeah. reach out. Reach yeah. out to someone. We are going to put some resources are, up yeah. mm -hmm. for people mm -hmm. to reach out if they don't know what to do. And before we end the episode, I just wanted to mm -hmm. give people a little bit of a definition of a positive body image. Oh, good. Um, yeah. You know, being able to look yourself in the mirror, mm -hmm. and even if you're not happy with what you look like in terms of making changes you look at that person and you still love that person mm -hmm. and you're going to go to bat for that person because you you care what's going to happen to the person you're looking at that's really important mm -hmm. um self-affirming telling yourself that you're good enough 
telling yourself that you're worthy, mm -hmm. telling yourself everything we expect other people to tell us, we need to tell ourselves. And so do that for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. That's critical. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's hard. Ooh, We've all yeah, done yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But guess what? The person that you think looks the best, she's a fit, she's amazing, she's got a great husband, she's all of this, she too is going through things and feeling things that nobody knows about. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. you know, don't compare. Just try to be happy with your work mm -hmm. and what you're doing um, for yourself. And take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Take care of yourself. Get your hair done. You know, get your nails done. Treat yourself to a pedicure. You mm -hmm. know, do something to let yourself be pampered a little bit because we all need that. Get a massage. You know, mm -hmm. just be mindful that, mm -hmm. you know, you need that for yourself. You know, even if it's one thing, like I say, there's one non-negotiable. I'm getting my nails done no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my non-negotiable um, and then everything else you know whatever I, you know, I'll go to the gym and look crazy I might have a crazy bun today I might have you know two braids another day and I'm, yeah. I'm looking better I don't know but I don't care because I'm there I feel good I'm I working like <laughs> um, so just be kind to yourself I always yeah, say it. that to my A team yeah. please that's be it. kind that's to yourself it. Love yourself and know that we're all in this fight together. That's right. I like those. Yes. Adrian, yes. I like those. Very good. Nice, nice way to end. Yes. Yeah. Well, I thank you again. Yes. It's thank been such a ladies. privilege thank to you. have thank this talk with you, ladies. And um, mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing the journey in yep. a year from now. What you girls been doing? Yeah, I'm going to check in with you. But love yes. hearing your voices. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you for so sharing with us. All right, everybody, we'll see you and hear you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.